Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict episode 125 on Relay FM. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by lynda.com, where you can instantly stream thousands of courses created by industry experts. You can sign up for a free trial at lynda.com slash penaddict. Our friends at Karas Customs and also Hover, Simplified Domain Management. My name is Mike Hurley and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Brad Dowdy. How's it going, Mike? Very well, sir. How are you? Good, good. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. We have a special guest on today. We have Mr. Mike Dudek from the Clicky Post. How's it going, Mike? Doing well. How are you guys? Good, good. Shouldn't you be working today to be able to afford all the pins you've been buying recently? You know, I uh, I can take days off every once in a while. <laughs> you know, <laughs> pay as long as they're paid. Paid vacations, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we gotta keep, we gotta keep, uh, we gotta keep this, uh, we gotta keep the economy moving. And uh, you're, uh, you're a big help to the pen economy. I know that. And we're, uh, we're gonna get into that uh, heavily with a really, really new topic and addiction that that you're having that uh, I am a big fan of. So we're we're gonna talk about that uh, momentarily. But we got a couple other things to to cover, um, Mr. Hurley. Yep. What you got in your hands there? You got something uh, something special? <laughs> I do have a very special pen here. It's one that I've been talking about for a little while, and it's been in the making for months, I think. How long have we been working on these? Months? Oh, six months, I'm guessing. So this is in uh, due to the help of our friend Thomas Hall and Brad. Can you help you help me tell the story a little bit leading up to this? Sure, sure. So we got an email from Thomas a little about six months or so ago, and he said, you know, he said to us, "Look, guys, I've, I've. <laughs> it all sounds so shady when you say it. <laughs> uh, I've been able to obtain some material, um, <laughs> or I am in the process of being able to obtain a special material called Tibaldi." Mm-hmm. I assume that's how it's pronounced. It's T-I-B-A-L-D-I. Yes. That's I'd, I'd never heard of it before. I'd, I'm not 100% sure what Tibaldi is, um, but it is a, a type of material of mm-hmm. some description, and, and, and it's uh, pens are frequently made from it, but they're already, yeah, it comes in these the, rods. Yeah, it's a fancy, it's a fancy uh, brand with a, a fancy material. So it's... And he says, yeah, I've come into these rods, uh, and if you want to purchase them, let me know, and uh, I'll buy some for you, and we can have pens made out of them. So I deliberated over it a little bit, and he sent all over some pictures of other pens that have been made out of uh, Tibaldi. And, you know, he said, please, you know, they, they don't, just be aware, they do not photograph as well as they look. So I looked at it, I thought, oh, it looks quite interesting. And it seems interesting to have a pen of my own made from a raw material that I also purchased. Mm-hmm. Something quite romantic about that. So so we purchased, uh, we've all purchased the Tibaldi rods. Uh, and then what kind of followed is, is uh, pretty much weekly emails <laughs> uh, from a collection of uh, yourself, myself, Thomas, and Brian Edison, because we had the rods sent to Brian Edison, Edison pens. <laughs> Brian Gray. <laughs> Ah, oh, I always do that. Brian Busted. Gray, Edison pens. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. I'm good. I refer. I colloquially refer to him as Brian Edison. Right? It's, there's a comma Same there. Here. There's Same a comma here. there that I couldn't quite uh, pronounce. It's Brian Edison pens. Um, and so basically, we was talking about it a lot, and then uh, Thomas got his, and he was sending us pictures of it, and he basically went with a. I can't remember what his his setup was, but so he went with the Menlo model, but in an eyedropper version without the uh, filling system. Right. Okay. And and I think he had like he didn't have the pen completely made out of the Tibaldi material. He had like I think the ends of it were black. Yep. Like black acrylic. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was deliberating on it a little bit, and I was going backwards and forwards with Brian about what what I would have done. Um, and I pulled the trigger on easily the most expensive pen I've ever purchased because I kind of decided to go 
a little bit all out with it. So aside from the cost of the material, which is like $50 or something, I don't think it was too expensive, the cost of the yeah, material. Yeah, I think it was like $40 for the rod yeah. of material. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I went with a uh, I went with the Menlo pump filler. Ooh. And I also got a um it may have got an eighteen karat gold nib. <laughs> Man, you're a pimp. I know. Uh and I also got it um ground to a one point one stub. Yeah, you'll like that. So I I've had it. It, oh, and then also, oh God! So, <laughs> so it was it was expensive, right? The, these yeah. these things are, are relatively expensive. Uh, just everything, you know, the the nib and the work and all of that. And then I got hit with another hundred dollars in customs fees. Oh God! I always forget about that. That's yeah. brutal. So this was like a. I think it came in like all in all, probably close to about seven hundred dollars. Man, I know. <laughs> and it's kind of exactly what I wanted it to be. So I tried taking pictures of this, but there's not really any point in me doing it because the pictures that I can take don't do a good enough job. So I don't know, Brad, if you know of any good pictures of, of pens made of this kind of material yeah i can get some I, i've seen some that are really really good and and we'll put those in the show notes because i i tried taking pictures and, and i just couldn't get the right light to, mm-hmm. to show off this material it's basically like predominantly like dark blue and black but it has flecks of like light gray and blue um kind of like a marble like finish really it's probably the closest that i would compare it to um, and I have um, like silver accents, like the clip and the the ring. What do we call that? Is it dressing? No. What's the Furniture. word? Furniture. That's <laughs> it. Not dressing. Uh, and I'm I'm super happy with it. It's this is not a pen I would use every day, and and that was kind of the intention. Like I didn't expect to buy a pen like this and spend that amount of money and then use it every day. Um, it just felt like it was going to be. And I kind of put, bought it that way, right? A 1.1 stub nib is not necessarily a daily use. Um, it can be, but I don't think in all instances it is. Um, but this thing is, it's really special. It's, you know, it's both smooth and scratchy, depending on how I use it, right? Depending mm-hmm. on how I hold it. Um, I, I've got the Roshizuku ink in here, and I'm I'm just very, very happy with it. It's more than anything, like it's a, I, I wanted a pen that was kind of just like a, a beautiful piece mm-hmm. in in and of itself and i kind of purchased it as like a um congratulations on starting relay this is the last pen you'll be able to buy <laughs> <laughs> you know and well, that was kind bang. of like how i set it up like a, a pen of this amount of money i can't see myself purchasing for some time um you know, anything over the $100 range might be over my price range at the moment, at least for the next few months. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a little bit of money saved up in space credits. So I decided to just go for it. Well, that's awesome. I'm proud of you for uh, going through this whole process. It's, uh, you know, from really from scratch, almost the raw material, the rod, and working with Brian Gray on a design and getting it done and coordinated it and being able to pick out every little piece that you want. Um, It was expensive as all get out, but uh, I I think you're going to like it. And that's, that's a pen, you know, that, you know, 50 years down the line, you're still going to have that pen and you're still going to have that story. So it was expensive, but I, I hope uh, you feel that it's, it's worth it. It's like, you know, I I haven't said much about like the the nib and the writing because it's an Edison, right? They're just good. Yeah, like they are. Th- th- there's nothing to say if you know Edison pens. They're just good, and and like I'm I'm very happy with it. And and I'm, you know, I didn't need the gold nib. I kind of just wanted it. Right. A-, a lot of this was like this pen. I don't know. It's just something that I have now, and I'm really happy that I own it. I will probably never go through this process again. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it wasn't enjoyable. It's just stressful. Um, and it's a little bit more of a thing to do, you know. Um, 
but I'm I'm really really happy that I have done it, and I'm happy that I own this this beautiful little pen here, um, and and I'm happy I won't see because it was all these little things as well, like the Edison um, pump filler. Mm-hmm. That's like it's a really interesting way to fill a pen, but it's yeah. it's not the optimal way to do it. Like, but it's just you know because it, if correct me if I'm wrong, to keep the pen at a relative size, you can't hold as much ink, right? Um, it holds a, it holds quite a bit of ink, I think. I, I don't know the actual specs on it, but uh, Brian's got the specs on on how much it holds. But it, it wouldn't necessarily be the way that I would choose to. Mm-hmm. to sure, have sure. It. But it was all just about like having this thing. Yeah. That would remind me of this big thing that I've just done. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's exactly. kind of what I've attributed attributed it to. There's one thing that I wanted to mention about the craftsmanship. Mm-hmm. So with the the menlo you you kind of you have the end you kind of unscrew the whole end off to to get to the pump yes it's like a whole the whole end piece the tail of the pen comes off the seam is like barely noticeable like to touch <laughs> it's just incredible like and also like receiving this pen and how good it feels and great it looks i cannot believe that it was just made by a guy yeah that's a trip isn't it yeah, it's like, okay, this pen is like, it's perfect. It is made perfectly. It feels like it couldn't have just been made by a guy named Brian mm-hmm. in a, in a, like a, where, you know, like in like his workshop. It, I'm, I'm super happy about it. And thank you so much to Thomas and to Brian Gray of Edison Pens uh, for helping set this up for me. Uh, cause uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, really happy about it and, and I'm pleased that I went down this little journey and that's just something new. I mean, this, this show has always been new things and this is another new thing that I've done. I don't think you've ever done this yet, Brad, have you? I haven't. Mine is, uh, in progress. I'm about six weeks out for mine. Cause I, it took me forever to decide what I wanted to do. Um, what kind of barrel I wanted. So, uh, we'll, we'll talk about mine when I get it. Uh, you know, Hopefully that'll be my my Christmas present to me. So hopefully it'll it'll be done in time. If it was I can one never, of those uh, it's one of those things. Like I just I sat on the invoice like before before <laughs> I asked Brian to start work. I just like sat on it for a couple of weeks and I was like, oh, yeah, am I going to do this? Yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do it. That was kind of how I yep, took myself yep. into it a little bit. Now, Dudek, did you get in on this Tabaldi rod thing? I can't remember if Thomas Thomas um, made a mention that you got one or not. I can't remember what he told me. He. Uh, yeah, he did mention it to me, and I may or may not have an order <laughs> in through Edison. <laughs> we are, what we is are wrong all, with us? I was going to say, we are so sick, it's not even funny. It's We all have an illness. It's, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so um, if by chance you happen to have a pen being made from a Tabaldi rod, when might you expect it to be complete? Just if theoretically. Um, maybe six weeks. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I thought yeah. I was deliberating on this, but you guys—you've <laughs> taken ages. Thomas had I, his done in like half an hour. Yeah, he did. He knew. Yeah, he's had his. He's had his for six months practically by this time. <laughs> but I, I couldn't decide what uh, barrel model I wanted. So um, we'll we'll talk about that when I get mine. But that was my uh, that was my huge delay in actually making a definitive choice. Um, so now that choice has been made and now it is a work in progress. Right. I want to take a quick break uh, to talk about our th- first sponsor for this week's episode. And that is our friends over at lynda.com. Now I want you guys to go and check out lynda.com. I think that you can get a lot out of them. They are an easy and affordable way to help you learn awesome things. They they t- technically you know and typically sorry teach stuff on software web development graphic design but they also have a bunch of business skills and they have a bunch of hobby related stuff as well that I'm going to talk to you about in a moment. What Lynda.com does is they create beautiful courses, video courses uh, that are created by experts. These are created by people that 
have been living and breathing their profession for years, or maybe they are a part of an industry or a company that's creating a piece of software, a piece of hardware, and they've then this company is working with Linda to create courses on it. So these people, they know the ins and outs of what they're speaking about. And they produce these video courses at the highest quality. They're created in fantastic studios and they're created with the highest production values in mind. They have fantastic tools. They have a searchable transcript feature. So every video has a transcript so you can read along as as um, as the person's talking to you but you can also go back and search through them later in case you want to pick up where you left off or remind yourself about something you're sure you heard about they also have playlists so you can go in and create your own playlists of the type of things that you want to learn they have fantastic mobile apps with uh, the iphone ipad and android so you can learn on the go whether you're a beginner or you're advanced linda.com has courses for all experience levels they have over 100,000 video tutorials and growing and you can access these for one low monthly price of $25. They have courses on things like business business development and marketing. So maybe you want to learn how to use Twitter to best promote your business or maybe you want to get a course in marketing fundamentals or lynda.com has this sort of stuff. Maybe you want to get better on delivering presentations at work. They have present they have stuff about not only just the skills of using Keynote or PowerPoint, but also better tips on how to actually present. Then they have things like photography. So if you're interested in that as a hobby, they have courses for the software like Lightroom, Aperture, Photoshop. But they can also help you out with practical things like how to snap the perfect portrait and to understand lighting. They have stuff about um, web design, but they also have stuff about just blogging and writing in general and courses about that to help you get better at these things. We've worked out a real exclusive deal with lynda.com to provide you with special off, a special access to their courses for free for seven days. This allows you to go in and try them out, and I urge you to go and do that and help support this show. So go to lynda.com slash penaddict, that's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash penaddict, and give them a tryout. It will help support this show and all of Relay FM. Thank you so much to Linda for sponsoring this episode. Awesome. Thank you, lynda.com. And we've got a... Um... Pin blog of the week. It is the Pin Habit this week, which is at pinhabit.com. And Matt over there at Pin Habit does mostly video reviews. Um, it might actually be all video reviews, but his primary deal is video reviews of fountain pens. And he does an awesome, awesome job. And I'm pointing it out now because he went through, um, he's going through a, a kind of a changeover phase right now. To where he he made a post uh, back on the third of October where he was talking about all the pressure and all the time and all the effort and all the money he's put into making all these videos and you know how you know the the YouTube commenters kind of put him on tilt and he was kind of raging against that a little bit and understandably so so it's a good kind of insight to to see what um, kind of what he's gone through in in making the pin habit but. He was thinking about um, just stopping and, you know, cutting it off and not doing any more reviews, but he had some time to think about it. He's going to keep doing them, so I want y'all to make sure to check out the Pin Habit Support Matt. He does a really good job um, in, in making all these videos, and um, he definitely um, is a worthwhile of, of taking a look at his blog. So I appreciate Matt, and check out pinhabit.com. All right, so we have one more pin kind of follow-up topic we want to talk about before we really get into uh, Mr. Dudek's um, newest passion. But uh, Dudek, you have uh, the benefit of being close to our friends at Kara's Customs there in the Phoenix area, and we have all... And say me and Mike and probably a bunch of our listeners who back the project have just received our ink pens from their Kickstarter project. Mm-hmm. Yay! Finally, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll have Dan on here one day to talk about uh, to talk about everything they went through uh, to getting it done. But um, Dudek, why don't you talk about the ink real quick? Tell us what you have. Um, I know you've had one for a while and have had some prototypes along the way. Um, do you have Proto- a prototypes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you oh, know, yeah. I I had a prototype at one point, and I just I think the Royal Mail got a hold of it. 
something mm. something I'm happened. I'm so bad at returning <laughs> things. It's, I have some of Thomas's pens here as well. <laughs> I'm just the worst. I, I promise you that I will take this thing to the post office and, and send it back to oh, you. Oh, no big he's deal. Been, no he's big been deal. talking about that for like a month, so I had to make sure to put him, put him on the spot a little bit. No, it's it's all good. And And being close to those guys, I get to literally stop in I don't know, some months it seems like I'm there once a week spending time with those guys and hanging out with Dan. Um, but yeah, it's the, with the ink being the timeline of it, you know, as far as it, there being some slight delay, obviously on it. Slight, probably in many people's ideas of slight is an understatement, but from what I've seen coming through social media and Instagram, uh, everybody is just blown away and excited about it. And so it's, uh, I, I love it. Like I absolutely, I've just been excited for those guys to finish it up, um, so that they can kind of, I guess, you can rest from their labor a little bit of trying to get it all done. But no, it's fantastic. Yeah, what I ended up getting for my reward, um, I I went with just actually the plain aluminum with the aluminum grip for the fountain pen. I, in my opinion, I mean, I love the colors. I actually ended up buying a black one too. Um, but I think in, I don't know, in my opinion, with Dan's designs of all the pens, you know, the Render K, uh, the Bolt, the Retract, and the Ink, I think the aluminum, just the plain aluminum for some reason in my mind, just sort of showcases the simplicity, yet, you know, just how clean and sleek the designs are. I don't know. So I went with that one for my first one. And then, of, of course, I'll probably end up with half a dozen of the colors over time. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I've got, I ordered the orange with the aluminum section for my reward. And like you said, and like all of their products before, the build quality is top notch. It's actually better than it's ever been before, I think, mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest. Um, the the lines are so clean. The tolerances are spot on. Every Every little bit of it is... Perfect, really. I mean, as far as the build goes, I mean it. It it's one of those pens I end up just fooling around with when I'm not writing with it. You know, taking the cap on and off and unscrewing it just because it looks so good and it's it's really nice to hold and and use. And you know, I inked mine up uh, finally uh, yesterday, and you know, it writes really well. It's got the Schmidt fine nib, but I will definitely be swapping out nibs yet. Uh, I mean, with this, um, I haven't done it yet, but um, I like to play around with different nibs and I'm glad they went with this nib unit because there's a few different things you can do. I haven't played around with it and gotten, you know, what all is going to fit in there properly yet. Have you done any of that, uh, Mike? I haven't, no, but I, in reading kind of Thomas's recent Twisby review where he talks about like nib swapping, um, I'd imagine this, this unit takes probably a lot of different types and so you yeah. could probably you could probably do a lot of really cool stuff creative. Yeah, stuff. and this this one's this one's real easy to swap even for me and I'm always hesitant about doing that kind of stuff. This is a super simple one. Um which I'm I'm glad they went with this choice um because it's a fine nib on its own. I mean, it's it's a smooth mm-hmm. writer, real clean, good nib, and I'm actually, you know, might use it in a different pen, but if I'm going to use this pen a lot, I'm going to switch it out to probably something with a a stub or a cursive italic nib that I have laying around. I've got a bunch of extra nibs laying around all of a sudden. So, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about this pen. I will say the orange anodization is lighter than the render k my render mm-hmm. orange render k um I, ha- I talked to dan about it they're using a different uh anodizing company so the colors are a little bit different um it still looks good it leans a little bit more yellowy gold orange than just mm-hmm. like pure orange but it looks so good i mean I, i'm really really happy with it um yeah i i, I love it what about what about yours mr hurley um what did what did you end up going with so i went with i went with two uh, and the reason that I went with two is, I mean, I'm I'm convinced to this day that the that Dan and the guys at Karas Customs they made this pen for me <laughs> uh, because there's there, there are two configurations of the ink. There's the fountain pen version, which you guys have been talking about, but there's also a version which takes the Schmidt P eight one two six capsules rollable refill. Mm-hmm. Now 
This is important because it's the same refill as the Retro 51, which mm -hmm. I maintain is the best rollable refill that money can buy. Um, and you can... So I have two of them. So I went with a blue one and an orange one. So I got I got a fountain pen version and I got a... Um, and I could the rollable version. So I have a blue one, as I said, and an orange one, and I swap the caps over. So I have two half and halves. Ah. And I'm so <laughs> happy I did that. Like, I'm so happy I bought two in two different colors because now I have these two pens and they're half and half. And I posted them to Instagram yesterday and people have been going crazy for it because it looks so cool to have these two different pens. Like I have them like sitting opposite each other and they're like half and half. And, and I'm really pleased with the colors that I chose, like a really bright blue and a really bright orange. They're just fantastic. And there's just all these little details about them. Like, Karis Customs pens are always really well made, as we said before. But they were always like, there was just a thing about them where I, I always wanted to own them. But I never used them like on a daily basis because they they didn't necessarily make the the type of pen that I that I use. Like they, well, they didn't have a fountain pen, and they didn't have one where I could use the Retro Fifty One because it's pretty much the only non fountain pen pen that I use on a daily basis. Um, they use different gel inks, and and you know we've been through this, and I tried them all out, and I have some render case that have some cool refills in them. But it was this one specific refill was the one that I wanted to use. So, I mean, I've been using both of these for the last couple of days, um, and I'm just I'm just blown away by it. I'm just so happy. This, the Schmidt fountain pen nib is really cool. I, I've used the medium before, and I wasn't sure because they, they, they changed it originally with the Kickstarter from medium to fine because basically they did a vote, and that's what most people wanted by quite a big majority. But I love the, the fine. It's not fine fine. No, not at all. It's got mm -hmm. it's it definitely lays down a good line and I've been I've been using the fountain pen at work and the the rollable at home. Um and I I'm just I'm so happy with this with these pens. And they make really cool noises just in general. So like for example, like when you take the caps off those noises and the clips I I discovered this and found out that you guys have both discovered this before we started. Make like a musical noise. So would we like to play some sort of like symphony orchestra right now? <laughs> yeah, Jay Robert Lennon on Twitter. It was the first one I when I saw it. He said, "Hey, Karis Customs, I didn't I realized today that your uh, clip could be used as a tuning fork." <laughs> that was the official lamest. Uh, Lamest part of the podcast ever. That was that, pretty good. It was just nice. I caught it on a on a notebook earlier. It went ding. I was like, oh, yep. hello. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just these. I can't stop fiddling with their pens, and it's from the Render K to this one. Um, I, I just always have them with me. I just, I just enjoy using them. I enjoy looking at them. I enjoy you know monkeying around with them and fidgeting with them. Um. I don't know. It's it's like you said. You feel like it's made for you, Mike. It's just such a good fit for me, and um, I, I just yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. Enough good things about it, and uh, you know, it took a little bit of extra time, but uh, they nailed it on the uh, on the back end, and that's what it's all about. I don't mind waiting as long as what I get is a is a quality product at the end of it. No, no, and I, I shoot, I certainly can't complain. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, you've actually <laughs> done it. Yeah, I've I've been late. <laughs> Now, it just so happens that we had arranged with Karas Customs and they were going to be sponsoring this week's episode. They're going to be sponsoring a few episodes now um, coming up uh, over the next few months. And the our inks both arrived and it was kind of lucky. So this episode is also brought to you by our friends at Karas Customs. Now, me, Brad and Mike have been telling you about how much we love the ink. It is fully machined. It's an aluminium pen. You know, aluminium, okay? It's an mm -hmm. aluminium fountain pen that features an interchangeable grip section, which allows you to change it from a fountain pen to a rollable pen in a matter of seconds. Now, I own two of them, but you can actually buy the extra parts at, at the Karas Custom Store. So you can buy one pen and you could buy, like, the fountain pen nib, or you could buy, like, you could buy the fountain pen and you could get the rollable parts that you need, which is really cool. So you can basically buy one body of a pen and you can swap it out as you see fit. It's available to buy directly now because we're talking about our Kickstarter editions, but Karas Customs now have the ink for sale. Um, it was an absolutely runaway success at Kickstarter, and it's so clear to see why, and I really think that you all pen addicts should own one of these. Both versions of the grip section come in anodized aluminium, brass, or copper, 
to further customize the look and feel of your pen. I didn't mention, but I have aluminium on mine, on both, because I like the aluminium finish. Um, and the pen body can be purchased in a rainbow of anodized colors and features a hand-polished stainless steel musical clip, all made with love <laughs> in the USA. I love the guys at Karis Customs. I think they do such fantastic stuff. And, you know, and we've, we've spoken about these guys so much and you should help support them. They are a great part of this little community that we have. Um, they kind of came out of nowhere. They got involved in pens and now they're making some of the best stuff around. So Karis Customs are offering you a fantastic 15% off the ink. You want to enter the code Karas Inc. or one word, that's K-A-R-A-S-I-N-K, before you check out. So you add the items to your shopping cart. You can add the coupon code there before you check out. Do this between today, October 20th, and November 3rd, and you'll get a fantastic 15% off. So thank you so much to Karas Customs for supporting this week's episode of The Pen Addict and Relay FM. Thanks so much, Dan and Karis Customs and Bill. Um, we, we appreciate your guys' support, and uh, we're definitely huge fans here. And I'm glad you mentioned the different uh, section materials, Mike, because I forgot all about that. I was feeling kind of guilty looking through all the Twitter uh, pictures and Instagram pictures of everyone's ink that we were receiving, and almost no one went with the aluminum. Every, I saw brass and copper everywhere for uh, grip sections, but uh, the three of us went with aluminum. Um, so I, I, I felt justified then, but I was like, <laughs> should I have ordered the copper? Should I have gotten the brass? Because everyone had them, and they look so good. <laughs> you know, like the copper, you can get the copper with like the black anodized barrel. Um, I, I yeah, saw that's a picture a sweet of that. One. That, is a that sweet was one. really, really good looking. So Anyway, thanks, thanks, Karis Customs, and uh, definitely check that out and get your fifteen percent off uh, your orders. And it, it's cool that you can uh, just order the parts for the rollerball or fountain pen and swap them out in a single barrel too. So uh, definitely check that out. Hey, Mister Dudek. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's good. I'm I'm glad along have... along the lines of the uh, Karis, it's still um, a little bit enigmatic right now as far as details, but. There may be a little something coming up within the next month with mm. uh, Dudek and Karis. So I like how you mm. say, "Oh, it's a little." You, 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 the two of you can't <laughs> stop posting pictures. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, it's, it's totally so we, their fault. It's totally. Their we need fault. to do. We need to put this in the show notes, Mike. And I didn't put it in there, but um, let's let's talk about that real quick, and then we're going to get into your pilot problem. Um, <laughs> so you're obviously well known for the clicky post and your pen reviews. And you're also super well known for all of the pen holders and different type of desk accessories you made make out of wood that you sell. Um, Dudek modern good under the Dudek modern goods name. Um, we're obviously huge fans. Um, you've sent us some in the past. We're actually uh, from a knock perspective. We're a customer of yours. <laughs> we purchase <laughs> your, we purchase your goods and they're all made out of Walnut. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so all all the products you're making right now are out of walnut, but you're coming up with something a little bit different with the with your products and Keras Custom. So tell us a little bit about that real quick. Yeah, being kind of close by, obviously, and we have a, kind of a good friendship that, you know, outside of just me being fanatical about their products, um, we have a good kind of relationship going and um just months ago, we talked about doing a collaborative uh, product, and we toyed around with some different ideas, some different designs, and what we, uh, Dan and I, you know, just were sitting down kind of one afternoon, and we were whipping up, and Dan's amazing. Like, this guy is fa fantastic with regard to design, and um, we just came up with what would be kind of a representation of one of my products, uh, the first one, the Cube, um, out of aluminum. So it's, uh, you know, Dan whipped it up and it, it looks like a cube and it has the same number of holes, but it's machined out of solid aluminum, which is pretty awesome. So it is solid because when <laughs> it, I saw it totally originally, solid. I was like, that's insane. It's this yeah, huge it's, block of aluminum. I, I have the prototype right here on my desk, uh, one of the first prototypes, and it weighs about two pounds. Uh <laughs> So it, but it's fantastic. It's fantastic um, to, for to sort of take away any scares, right? Of oh, it's made out of metal. Am I going to put my pens in there? Um, to prevent that, that's one of the big things that I talked about was, well, what can we do inside to protect the pens? And so 
what's been machined is individual sleeves out of Delrin that are press fit perfectly into every single hole. So, wow. Yep, so it's it's uh it's a beautiful piece, beautiful piece. So we're looking probably in the next um month i'd say and i've been given the okay by the guys to say we are going to go the route of kickstarter because this is a new uh sort of entirely new venture like outside of pens and things and so we're going to go that route and i know there was some discussion maybe about shipping because of the weight and there is uh there they've they've sort of partnered with this really awesome shipping group that they can get it down like even for international uh, somewhere around like 10 bucks, something wow. like that. So it's okay. Um, we're going to work really hard to make sure that everybody all over isn't going to get, you know, stuck with crazy, uh, crazy shipping rates because of the weight. But we're, we're really excited. So I guess stay tuned for that. All right. So you, you definitely sold me with the, uh, with the Delrin uh, sleeves in there. Cause that, obviously that was my initial question. Yep. Right. Totally. I mean, any, any like pen junkie is going to go, well, you know, is it going to, been around and you know rough up the the mm-hmm. pin barrels but um that's a brilliant idea and dan's an awesome awesome designer and engineer of that stuff so uh, i know it's going to be rock solid so that's that's awesome that is wow that's exciting so good we'll look forward to that and uh you know hopefully we'll see it on uh kickstarter before long um and I'm I'm guessing you're going to need to sell a bunch of those to afford all these pins you've been buying, right? <laughs> uh, maybe a few. So maybe a few. Yeah, maybe a few. So if you're not familiar with Mike Dudek's reviews at the Clicky Post, Mike uh, does a, a beautiful job, beautiful photography, and you can tell kind of a running theme on, in general, what type of pins Mike likes. And for a while. Uh, Rotring played a huge, huge role in his posting and reviewing, and still does. But there was kind of a switch about a month ago, and you know, you can only there's only so many Rotrings you can buy, Mike. And you kind of started talking to me on the side. He's like, "Hey, you've got this Pilot Murex. Um, tell me about that pen. It looks pretty <laughs> neat." And uh, the next, the next thing I know, Mike Dudek has a Murex. A uh, Mew, which is uh, another vintage pilot, um, a pilot uh, custom black stripe. I mean, you're just like when you go for something, you you you're you're all in, right, Mike? I mean, it's just like you Rotring went from one to a hundred, and <laughs> looks like pilots pilots heading that same route. So tell me about this latest addiction of uh, vintage pilot. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... In my per- I don't know, if my personality, I wonder if you could consider it. See, I don't want to call it compulsive, okay? I don't. <laughs> but, but I think you're right. There's, um, I consider my pen hobbies to be, I don't know, it's almost based on like an attention span, right? Like there's only so much mm-hmm. time I have to, um, I guess you could say, invest into certain pens, right? Or certain brands. And what I find about my personality is that I'm a little bit more drawn to maybe the unique things that are um, not like the standard sort of classic styling. You know what I mean? Like some of the more, mm-hmm. um, and there's nothing wrong with like classic style, you know, piston fillers like the Pelican M205 or things like that. You know, just that classic sort of style. But pens like Rotring, you know, you got the hexagons, you got the knurling. There's There's just a lot to it that's... There's not really anything else like it. And so, you know, I yes, you're absolutely right. There was that time. And I still love Rotring. I do. I've sort of thinned the herd a little bit, um, primarily just to fund the pilot addiction now. But <laughs> <laughs> so but they still hold like a really a really good place for me, you know, as far as my pens and my collection. And I know that I'll get enjoyment out of them over time. But I would definitely say your uh, Murex post from when was that? Like a year ago, maybe it's about two, uh, two years ago, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe two years ago. Yeah. Whenever, whenever you posted that, I just was blown away. You know, even at that time, I thought, oh wow, that that's something fantastic. And you know, I kind of put it aside, I guess you could say, because maybe at mm-hmm. the time I wasn't quite as deep into fountain pens, or I wasn't, uh, you know, quite 
at the position where I could maybe go out and just jump on that, right? And so it just sort of sat in the back of my mind. And then all of a sudden, I don't even know where, you know, like a month and a half ago, it was probably two months ago, like uh, maybe it was Thomas, you know, that Thomas, he just like pokes you and it's like, hey, <laughs> you should look over here. And you're like, no, no, I shouldn't. No, okay, I looked, I looked. And then it's sort of spirals from there. Um, yeah, so I ended up actually getting a Murex and was completely fascinated by it. Just uh, some history, right, about the Murex or the Mu. I'm not even sure really how to pronounce it. Is it Mu? Is it Mayu? Is it yeah. M-U? Mu? We'll just kind of go with Mu then. Um, yeah, I like these that. Are, these are vintage pilot pens that came out in the 1970s. So, you know, 40 years, 45 years, these pens. Um, the, the Mu 701 actually came out in 1971. The first one did. And it has this really crazy, you know, space age kind of integral nib, just the entire grip section and the nib are made from one solid piece of stainless steel, which is just, it's, it's a work of art is what it is. You know, it's just fantastic. And there's not really anything else that's like it. Um, the Murex was actually a later model that came out um, like seven years after, six, seven years after the Mu. Um, and it's a bigger, slightly longer pen. It's got some grip section, the rings in it, you know, but uh, both of them share that same sort of integral nib. And I don't, I don't quite understand, like, what happened, you know, with me as far as why I got so excited about them. But it's, it's that idea of there's nothing really else there in the market that fits sort of that box. And so I, when I jump in, you're absolutely right. I feel like I want to just consume as much of this in a short amount of time as I can, which is probably really bad. But I try and get, <laughs> I try and get, get my hands on as much. And part of it too is so that I can see, well, what do I like? What, what, what will stick over a long period of time? What of these pens am I going to hang on to? Is it the fine nibs? Is it the medium nibs? Uh, do I like the Mu better than the Murex? You know, so there's a few different things that go into it, but yeah, hopefully I haven't triggered too many people to go out and, and start hunting vintage pilots yet, but well, I, I remember we'll when, when me and Brad first spoke about this, I wanted one and now watching you, I really want one. <laughs> and and I, yeah, I fear, I those... fear that I will have, I will be buying one very soon. Like how I ended up buying their brochuring lava, which I still love. I found that in, in a pen case the other day. I was like, I forgot about you, you beautiful mm -hmm. thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I bought that the last time that you were on the show, like before you even left. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure <laughs> we could we could arrange some post call shopping if mm -hmm. uh, you know. <laughs> Although we just you know you just bought the Edison, so we might have to hold off. But <laughs> yeah, I probably should. So similar yeah. to the uh, the idea of the rotring, though, you know, I mean, the price point. I, where some additional history on these is. Um, what makes them, I think, right now so sought after is the fact that they were never imported directly to the United States. Like during the 70s, they were only released, from my understanding, in Japan. And so any ones mm -hmm. that have come over to the United States or other countries have been imports, like secondary sales, I guess you could say, at a later time. Um, the original price point on these pens you know, right, you know, they were, I think, 5,000 yen back in 1973 or 75, uh, which, if you do the calculation, equates to like $23 United States, you know, dollars. Um, mm -hmm. Back in, in the 1970s, equated with inflation, it's like maybe 75 or 80 bucks. Now those same pens go for, you know, you ca they can be upwards of 300, uh, and in some cases, some models, 500 bucks, you know, so it's, to see that kind of demand is absolutely crazy. Um, but the deals are there. That's the thing. Like, if you really, really are interested in getting one, you just you have to be patient and keep your eyes out and, like, almost be on the hunt at all times to sort of snatch one up when it when it arrives if you're really, really interested. But um, they, they are fantastic. They're just cool. I, there's not really, like I said, there's not anything like it. Um, and being pilots, even with a stainless steel, like all stainless steel nib, they write wonderfully. Like the mediums are really, really generous mediums. 
So depends on what you like. So whoa, now with, is with the Mew, I'm, I'm just looking on eBay yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> be careful. Yeah, yeah. So the the funny thing is, they pilot actually saw fit to reissue the Mew mm-hmm. in a limited edition. Um, it's about five or six years ago. Yeah, I think it's called the M90. Yep, 2008, the M90. Yep. 2008. So the pilot M90 came out, and they only made... you remember the number on that? Uh, I think it's it was, about, about 9,000 of them. Yeah, so they. I think the original retail was about 180, and I remember looking at the time, that's when I wasn't in fountain, into fountain pens at all. I was like, well, that's just insane. Why mm-hmm. would you pay that for a fountain pen? And now those are probably the most expensive out of all of this collection of the vintage style stainless steel, and it's the newest one. And it, they those go for about five hundred. They can, yeah. They the the M ninety. Um, I was able to acquire um, an M ninety as well. Um, of course, of price. course, you did. For, I I know, I know, for a decent <laughs> price. Um, and the difference, actually, they've done like really such a good job um, in in sort of remaking. There are some subtle differences from the Mew. It's slightly bigger, like slightly bigger, slightly heavier. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the build quality on it's it's phenomenal. And I've talked to a couple people. Like I have a local pen shop I go to, and the first place I ever saw the M90 is that's what he uses as his everyday writer. You know, so I just walk in nice. and he whips it out and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what is this? And <laughs> he's like, yeah, they sold these a few years ago and, and they're discontinued. Um, but uh, from what I understand is Pilot redid those for their 90th birthday. So that's Pilot's mm-hmm. 90th birthday was 2008. So my hope is, fingers crossed, right, that in uh, 2018 for their 100th birthday, maybe they'll, you know, come back with something new. But I'd imagine they'll they'll probably be more expensive the second time around but um yeah there's there's a uh, actually there's a newer there's a uh, this whole genre of pocket pens i guess you could say that pilot made back in the 1970s there's one called the the pilot elite and there's another one called the volex um mm-hmm. those ones didn't have the integral nib you know the solid stainless steel they had kind of what's considered like the thumbnail nib similar to that of like the pilot custom um pilot redid i'm not sure when they reissued it but they actually have currently for sale it's called the pilot elite 95s um and what it is is it's kind of a a reissue i think of the original pilot elites from 19 around 1975 and they're like spot on as far as the design and style and they come with a 14 karat nib um and from the reviews i've seen they are totally worth their price point. You know, they're, I think, about 130 bucks. But it's, if you kind of want that vintage Pilot throwback um, style, you know, it's got gold trim and stuff. So if that's not your bag, then um, it might not fit. But it's, they, they're, this to me is, is a good sign that Pilot's maybe transitioning back to some of their roots of those kind of 70s releases, which is a, which is cool. So... Hopefully they'll keep going. <laughs> yeah, I really like I really like the path they're on, and that that elite has been the new elite. I have an old elite, the old the old pocket, uh, small elite, but the new elite with the fourteen karat gold nib. Um, yeah, the only thing holding me back from getting that is the gold, but I, I will probably mm-hmm. break down eventually just because it's such a good looking pen. I mean, mm-hmm. it's really really beautiful, and these these old pilot designs are are great, and um, you know I I'm just fascinated by these designs and when you hold something like the murex and you're writing with it you're just like man the the murex could be like the one pin for me like if i got rid of everything and had that i would be happy that mm-hmm. that says a lot about the about the pen so um yeah all right i've got a i've got a couple more questions around around these pilots but we want to Take care of another sponsor, if you'd like to, Mr. Hurley. I would love to. I just want to take a quick moment to thank our friends over at Hover for supporting this week's episode of the Pen Addict Podcast. Quite simply, Hover is the only place online that you should be going to buy domain names. It's been mine and Brad's choice for years. When it comes to buying a domain name, it's the first place that we think of. And it's pretty much the, well, it, it is the only place I would recommend that you go, because I know you're going to get great experience there. 
If you've got a, a great idea for a project and you've got a great name for it, which can be a really hard thing to do, when you want to buy the domain name, you just want to do it quickly. You just you have some ideas, you have some great ideas for a name, you know. So you go over to hover.com, you type in some keywords, or you type in the keyword that you're looking for. They're going to show you what domains are available. They sell .com, .co, .me. .net, all of the stuff that you'd expect. They also have some of the crazy new uh, domains like .plumbing, .london, if that you know if that tickles your fancy, .club maybe, maybe <laughs> pen.club. We could maybe go in on that together, guys. Um, mm. <laughs> Hover provides a simple, fast, and hassle-free method of buying domain names. I don't want to be shown a thousand screens and pushed a ton of add-ons at high prices. I just want to get in, select what I need, buy it, and get on with building my new idea. And that's what Hover enable you to do. They have great prices. .coms, for example, are now twelve ninety nine, And all of Hover's domain names include what's called Who Is Privacy for Free. This basically means that the information that you enter into the registrar, if you don't select who is privacy, somebody can search by via what's called a who is search to see the name and like contact information of the person who registered the domain name. Now, a lot of uh, domain registrars will make you pay extra for this, but this is included for free with Hover stuff because they believe that your private information should stay private. It's just one of the things that I love about Hover is that they take that into consideration and give that away when many of their competitors make you pay extra for it. They have a no-hold, no-wait, no-transfer telephone support policy, which is something that they are famous for and is a good reason why. But if, like me, you like to talk to robots, they... Well, not necessarily robots. They have email support too. And that's just the way that I like to get things done because it's not really that easy for me to call um, Hover. They're based in Canada, so it's expensive for me. Um, but they have email support, which I've used in the past, and they're perfectly fantastic at helping me get things done. Hover can help you with email and so much more stuff. Storage, they have their valet service where they'll take all of your domains from a previous registrar and help you transfer them over for free. Just go to hover.com, check them out and try them out, and you want to use the code SCRIBBLE at checkout, <laughs> and you'll get 10% <laughs> off your first purchase at hover.com. Show your support for this show by using the promo code SCRIBBLE. Thank you so much yes. to Hover for their support of this show. The best promo codes ever. Do you ever. like that promo code? <laughs> I really like that one. I really like that one. Dudek, I have a question for you. Yeah. When me and Brad first met you, you were starting to become involved in the pen world, right? Would that be safe, safe to know? We're like When we first met and like interacted, you were starting to get involved. You were starting to be interested in this stuff. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I'd say I was not nearly as... I was very new to it. I maybe mean, had a handful of pens, you know, like a Retro 51 and some Fisher Space pens and things like that. Um, yeah, that's probably a fair assessment. Where on earth do you find out all this history? Oh, <laughs> I, well, like about all the pens. Yeah. You know, like, you, you know, my, my wife, uh, she would, if she could, I guess, say this, like, my mind is kind of this sort of steel trap. Anytime I... I hear or read things or interpret something um it usually sticks for a long period of time I, I don't know like we'll be sitting down watching a tv show and i'll spout out something before the person even says anything that's like historically accurate you know about about whatever we're watching and it just kind of drives it's one of those like it drives her crazy kind of things but yeah my mind i just i read it i'm interested in it and it sticks like it just stays i don't know but uh, yeah, I'm kind of like I should go That's on awesome. Jeopardy. I should go on Jeopardy if there was like a pen edition or something. <laughs> thinking not, thinking not. Yeah. Just because you know, I hear pen. like how you're talking about these pilot pens, and and you you are you are a real authority on them. But and the same with the rotring stuff as well. So it's just interesting to me, like you've just soaked in all this information. Yeah, it is. It it is interesting. Like, it's where do you use that information, though? That's the problem on this show. <laughs> it's totally true. We're on, <laughs> on the blog. Yeah, anywhere else, it's it's probably inappropriate conversation. But yeah. So so now that uh, 
pilot has taken a uh, a foothold in the collection and some of the rotrings have moved out are you kind of off the rotring bandwagon for a while is there the the one rotring you don't have that you're that you're still on the hunt for or what's where what did the standings look like in the in the uh in dudex office on the the pilot versus rotring battle Mm. we're having right now well it's that's a good question i i don't i'm kind of at a point where with the rotring if something comes up, uh, I I may buy it. Like I do actually have on order right now a, a ballpoint. Oddly enough, from mm, of course you do, of course I you do. do. <laughs> it's one of the, I found a good deal on one of the Rotring Lambda. I don't know if you guys. I did a review on the Rollerball Lambda like probably a year or so ago. But it's this kind of weird, yeah, it obscure, sounds familiar. Yeah, like it's this all black kind of a grippy material, but it has knurling on it too. But it's it's this kind of strange um, rotring that you don't really you can't really find a whole lot of information about. It's different than the six hundreds, but I have one of those on on order. Um, there is a fountain pen of that I saw on eBay, but they want like three hundred dollars for it, and I thought mm, probably I'll pass on that one. But <laughs> the only thing really is if I. If, if I find it or I stumble upon maybe something I don't have, let's say, you know, a 600 that's in a nib size that I don't have that I want to try, or if I get a really smoking deal on a, you know, a 18 karat gold um, Rotring 600 or something, I, I might still jump on it, see if I like it. And then if I don't like it, then I can always get rid of it. You know, so it's, it's I look at the collecting as a little bit more fluid than maybe trying to like fill a slot, you know, on a mm-hmm. pegboard or something like that. Um, so I don't know. Like it's so. You, so you don't have a you don't have a problem like selling off some of the pins to to afford some of the other some of yeah, your newer yeah. purchases, right? Yeah, not not really. You know, I mean, there's some. I have to tell you, like there's there were times when I'd be like when I'd go through my rotring and I'd pull out. Oh, I could part with that one. I could part with that one. And then after afterwards, I would put them all back and be like, "No, I can't do it. Not not today." You know, it's, <laughs> it's like one of those. But but I, I've kind of gotten to a point where I I look at them kind of like the pilots, right? Like I I get interested in it, and then I try and gather as many of them, obviously for as efficient and for the best prices I can find them to try them, see what see what fits, see what sticks. You know, and if over six months I decide. Well, you know, I'm not really using that Pilot Custom in the medium nib, so maybe I could let somebody else have that one, or I could, you know, use that to to try a different one or purchase a different one. So it's, I, I don't know, it's like I'm in this transition, and I don't, I don't know if if you're like this at all, but it's it's kind of looking at the pens, not necessarily as a long term. Although there are some kind of like what Mike was talking about with the Edison. Like I think that that pen that you've bought and you've gotten custom made and there's a story to it, like that's a little bit different. You know, that's that's a that's almost like a memento of this time in your life. Whereas if I'm just trying out new pens or vintage pens, there's not really a story. There's not really anything that means anything to me other than I want to just experience for the now. And then if I don't like it or I don't use it, then you know I can move it on, let somebody else enjoy it. So. I don't know, that's kind of been a transition that I've made over the past, oh, I don't know, probably six months in changing my mentality a little bit about the collection. It's just kind of, I don't know, I like trying to, to sort of move towards a phase things out that I may not use so much, but hang on to the core stuff that I know I'm going to keep and enjoy for a long period. Does that make sense? Totally. I mean, I think it's all part of the learning experience. Like some of, I mean, from when I started fountain pens, you know, going from, I almost, almost like a dislike of fountain pens <laughs> to a love of fountain pens to narrowing down what I really, really like. Um, you know, it, it's all part of the, the whole entire learning process on, um, you know, figuring this whole, whole fun hobby out. And, uh, it's, I gotta say, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So. Um, I want to get you out of here on one more thing that I am pretty excited about, and that's your latest um, 
your latest offering from Dudek Modern Goods. It's called the Divide. And when I mm-hmm. saw this, I was like, I I, I saw the uh, I, since I follow you on Instagram, and we'll have all those links in the show notes. You know, I saw kind of the the lead up on how this came about. But why don't you talk about this product because I think it's going to be probably your most popular thing going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Divide and. You'd be surprised how hard it is to come up with like a single word name for a product you know, that, <laughs> that sort of encompasses like all of my products, like cube, groove, block, divide, display. You know, it's like it, have it sort of describe maybe what it is, but the divide. Yeah. So what it is, there's a little bit of history with this one um, that I'll give shout out to Tim from the writing arsenal, who's also a host of the uh, Erasables podcast. Um he and I probably, oh, I don't know, six, eight, oh, longer than that. Maybe like early, early this year, we kind of collaborated and he was talking about getting a groove, but then he said, ah, you know, he's like, I'm kind of more of a pencil guy, apparently. And, you know, <laughs> is there something we can, can we, can we kind of customize and, and work on a little uh, transit or like change it a little bit? You know, can we modify the design? And of course I'm like, yeah, sure. If it fits within the general scope of my products, yeah, you know, we can we can play around, and I, I enjoy doing that. And so we came up with this kind of idea of pencils on one side, and then pens on the other. There's this sort of uh, divide, quote unquote, so to speak, right? Because you know, if mm-hmm. you've ever listened to those guys, there's there's definitely a pencil camp, and there's a pen camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's the graphite mm-hmm. and the ink people. Not to say we're like against each it- other or anything, but. Uh, yeah, and, yes. and Tim Tim's the lone uh, holdout. He straddles the line in the podcast. They try to kick him off every now and then. I imagine like a West Side Story style throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Tim, Tim's a rebel. That guy. He's uh, he's yep. walking. He's walking the line. So um, yeah. So the divide is is kind of a. It's slightly different. It's a little bit more simplified version of that. Um, of what Tim and I designed, you know, earlier this year. And so it was a design that really stuck with me. And I, when Tim got it and posted about it, I had a couple people reach out and say, I want exactly that. Um, and so it was just only a matter of time before I actually launched it and released it as its own independent product. So, yep. So the divide is there for you to have your pens, your pencils, your notebooks, and they can all live happily on your desk, you know, without (laughs) incident, so to speak. So, (laughs) <laughs> well, that's awesome because I have a drawer full of pencils now, and that's a that's a whole another topic. Uh, we're, we'll have to cover another time, <laughs> but um, that's a that's another rabbit hole for sure. Um, but I like I definitely like the uh, the the divide, um, the literal divide there, separating the pens and the pencils and their different slot sized uh, slots and the spot for notebooks uh, in between. So I I think it's great, and I'm I'm super happy about this one, and I'm going to have to order one for myself. So it's really, really cool. So I wanted to make sure to point that out and make sure everyone saw that if they have not seen that yet because um, it really fits fits a need for uh, what a lot of us use every day. So that's awesome. And there is uh, kind of... Well, Mike... Go ahead. In kind of celebration, so to speak, of... Uh, the divide being launched and also today being on the podcast thank you guys for having me um i decided to do a giveaway on the clicky post too so of the divide so i actually have that i have that running today um it's kind of a little incentive to say thank you i guess it's kind of a fun thing to say hey thanks for all the support because i the fact that really thinking like a year to a year and a half ago when i started the clicky post who would have thought I'd have a an entire sub brand with my name on it of products that you know people are enjoying and people are ordering like so I, I I'm just very grateful that I have the opportunity to do it you know and to actually create those things so I appreciate it and so well, man that yeah. is awesome mm-hmm. well shoot we appreciate you that is that is really awesome and so we'll have that link in the show notes uh, I've pasted it in the chat room for everyone to go and uh get in on the divide giveaway over on the clicky post. So man, that's fantastic. I'm excited about that. You can find the show notes at relay.fm slash pen addict slash one, two, five. I think it would be amiss to not mention that, uh, my co-hosts and friends here, Mr. Dudek and Mr. Dowdy, they also work together on a product of their own, uh, with not code Dudek modern goods, uh, called the idea doc. 
And you should go and check that out. And that's in the show notes too. I'm not letting you guys well, get thank away you, with sir. that. I, I love that product. We we sell the heck out of that thing. Um, and that's a testament to uh, Mike's craftsmanship. So uh, I, I appreciate him working with us on that. And uh, we try to keep him busy. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it for this right, week's Mike, episode. We, yep. If you would like to find us online, there's a few ways you can do that. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he writes at penaddict.com. And Mr. Mr. Mike Dudek, the dude, he is at ClickyPost and writes at... Is it the ClickyPost or ClickyPost? Uh, it is the ClickyPost, but it's ClickyPost.com. There I don't. Go. I own it, but I don't think I have the redirect set up yet. What? So. Why do I have to tell <laughs> yeah. you guys? Just set up the redirects. Dude, Come on. Mike is going to get on you, and if you I don't know. own it, you need to get to Hover and mm-hmm. take care of business. I'm going to. Yeah, trust me, I've had this lecture. Clickypost.com. Uh, <laughs> I own it. It's not doing anything, and you need to change that quickly. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next time. Thanks again to Mr. Dudek. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.